Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Dungeon Boys. Again, I would have to apologize the first three minutes of this video. We forgot to turn off our air conditioners again. It is hot in the south and we are, we're, we're dying without them. But we did forget to turn them, turn them off so you'll hear that kind of hum in the background for the first three minutes. But we do turn them off and the audio gets better. So stick around. Uh, thanks. And now to the episode. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. This is episode 10. Woo! We made it 10 whole episodes. Yep. What I like cool. to think of sometimes, it is pretty cool. What I think is fun sometimes is to think of like whenever we do gaming videos, I do the gaming videos, there are like 500 videos on the YouTube channel right now, the Tank Media Games channel, and I like to calculate how many minutes of entertainment I've produced, whether it be good or bad, is out there on the internet, and that's a lot. There are over 10 hours worth of content. That's more than a season of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. than out there for Dungeon Boys, if some people do enjoy it. So, we are a podcast. We are on YouTube. If you're listening on podcasts and you like the show and you're here and you listen to an episode and you haven't done it yet, please be sure to leave us a review. It's helpful to let people see the show, and the more people that see the show, the more friends you can have when you talk about it. Our um, budget is lower than a season of Game of Thrones, too. Our budget, our budget <coughs> is marginally minimally. lower. Yeah, mm-hmm. just barely lower than the season of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. If you're watch, if you're listening on the podcast, you should watch it on YouTube for all the CGI <laughs> for Dungeon Boys. I'm just kidding, but do leave us a review. Also, if you're into the show and you say, you know what, I got an extra five bucks or an extra one dollar every month, I want to give to the boys down at Dungeon Boys, to the boys at Tank Media. Go to patreon.com slash Tank Media Network, and you can check us out there. The okay. visual effects on the podcast are superb. They are superb. <laughs> Amazing. It almost Top looks real. <laughs> it almost looks like we're really here playing D&D. So, last time, though we had a, we had a little bit of a mess up between the DM not hearing things being said, as well as the players thinking one thing and the DM, myself, not be describing properly. So we had some confusion. We just went with the house ruling. We went with the, I put the gavel down. We decided on the thing. Everybody's cool. Uh, so, last episode, Arlo turned into a giant frog to try to distract the people outside of the constable's manor. So, and Grim, along with him, being the frog's handler, uh, to distract the folks outside of the manor wrangler. to try to... Frog <laughs> wrangler. Yeah, frog wrangler. To try to distract the guards away from their posts at the gate um, and to look at the frog so that Jack Law and Burb could jump over the wall and make it into the manor to do some investigation to do some recon. Uh, Jack Law and Burb are now in the kitchen of the manor, facing out into the dining room, uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do next, uh, getting ready to enact a plan. Uh, Arlo leaped over the wall and into the pond that is on the manor grounds, uh, and Grim followed with uh, all the guards who swung the gate open and surrounded this pond, so confused about this giant frog hanging out in their pond. My pond, man. And I need to turn off the air conditioner. I'm very sorry, everyone. Uh, You probably will experience a much higher quality audio at this point. Um, Someone telepathically, while they were listening, went back in time and told me to do that. (laughs) Uh, So the last thing that happened as well is that one of the guards said, I'll get the constable, because the constable is a collector of large beasts. Uh, He likes to gather them up and and, and take them and and collect them and, and mount them. Um, on the walls. <laughs> Everybody was starting to giggle. Uh, and so he went, he was headed inside the manor and he said, told Grim and his frog to wait right here. He's going to get the constable. Uh, so, but we're going to start with Jack Law, actually. Jack Law, you're in the kitchen facing into the dining room. Uh, I'm going to try to do better about descriptions. I'm going to try to do better about um, helping 
all of us be on the same page as far as imaginations because at the end of the day, that falls on my plate and I'm going to try to do that. Uh, so you're facing into the dining room. There's this big, ornately decorated dining room table. There's a fire roaring in the fireplace at the very north end. You are on the west looking to the east. Uh, the table runs north to south. Uh, there's a fireplace at the north end of this building. It roars underneath a staircase. Uh, there's two guards in this room. One is kind of facing your direction, but he doesn't see you. You're on a high stealth roll. There's also another guard at the south end of this room that is kind of making his pacing rounds. Uh, there are two great golden chandeliers as well as a big balcony around the edge of the top of this uh, dining room. The ceilings are high. It goes up to the second level. Um, other than that, you can see across into a living room that is across the dining room from you. But other than that, there is no movement. Uh, but you do uh, hear the sound of a door at the very south end of this room. Uh, through the south, there at the very south, there is a big door. Uh, big, giant French doors that open up into what looks maybe like the foyer of the, the, the manor. And from that direction, you hear the door swing open and you hear someone say, uh, Fellow guards, where is the constable? You're free to act. Oh, where is the constable? <laughs> <laughs> Do you look? I don't know. Uh, so the, one of the guards, the guard that is actually on the uh, living room wall that's facing you, he mm. steps off and turns and he says, what's going on out there now? There's not, no one else is supposed to be in here right now. And he walks out and uh, he gives the other guard, guard on his way out a, a nod to like kind of watch the room or whatever. And he walks uh, out and uh, you can hear them kind of quietly talking at this point. So both guards left the room? Just one. The other guard, the there are the two guards by, in the room. The one by the staircase is still there? The one at the bottom, he's at the bottom of the room, so the staircase is at the top. So he is really as far from you as he could get. He's kind of in that bottom corner. And you're kind of close to the top, maybe midway through this room. Gotcha. Um, what do... Yeah, I'm going to see if... Is he facing away? Is he facing, like, towards the people who are talking? Yeah, uh, so this... The the walls of the bottom of this room, um, it's not all door. <clears throat> so it's kind of in the corner of this room where there's some beasts on the wall, and he's kind of checking those out a little bit. He doesn't seem too concerned. This seems just like a regular day for him, but he's not facing you. Okay. Somebody's listening to some music outside. <laughs> Very loudly. Uh... I'm more interested on that guard on the outside. Um, yeah, the, the guard on the outside of the manor on that west wall that you passed by on the yeah. way in. Yeah. Um, I am going to go in back into the bathroom. Okay. And, Burb, in five seconds, I want you to unsheath your sword and run outside through the bathroom and try and make it over the wall. If you can't make it over the wall, return to your friend. Uh, he will look like a giant frog, as you have seen him before. Uh, Burp says, Five seconds, giant frog, seen him before. Come on, friend. As you... So you are in the bathroom right now? Yeah. Uh, so as you pass by, the the, the two uh, cooks that were in the kitchen, the, um, the two... Uh, man and a lady that were in there uh, they were cl- they are still cleaning up the flour uh, so you pass right by them you're in the bathroom you're having this conversation uh, Burb gives you like his beakiest thumbs up okay. and again you, you told him to in five seconds unsheath his sword yeah and run out of the bathroom into the courtyard yeah and to over the wall if he can 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you can't make it over the wall, run back to the frog. Uh, I am going to be in that back corner of the bathroom, and there's the archway from the kitchen runs straight into the door that leads out. So hopefully they'll be chasing a bird and not looking left or right. I'm going to be in like okay. the back corner of the bathroom. There's some stalls in there, too, if you want to oh, like, okay, get behind then, yeah. the door. I'm going to yeah. be in the stall. Okay, so I guess roll stealth to hide. Make sure you're not poking out. With advantage, there's stalls. I did it. <laughs> huh? You 20. did it. Okay, Matt, 20. So <laughs> Jack Law is all but in a toilet just standing there. <laughs> uh, that's not true. <laughs> be the turd. Uh, okay, so... He, so I guess you give him like the alright we're ready to start counting I guess yeah so you give him the nod and Burb is like he is calculating <laughs> these these seconds are down to milliseconds like yeah inside his head is the echoing sound of footsteps the rolling clock and he's just he puts his hand on his sword and he looks toward you can see him through the crack in the stall and he looks toward the stall and he's ready this is this is the this is, you can see on his eyes, this is the biggest moment of his entire life. He gets to make the choice that he gets to do this. He's no longer a slave, and he's helping a friend. He's ready. Second three has passed. <laughs> All right. But three. it's only Friday. Yeah. <laughs> he, hit, he hits second one, and he looks at you, and you, his beat opens a little bit to smile, and he gives you a nod. And uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, Burb is a kinku... A uh, little bird man who wears a white robe that they bought for him. But oh yeah, also his his hood has not been or has has been up. So when he looks back, at you, he flips his hood up so he can see it's a full bird head. Uh, and he bought last week, uh, la- two weeks ago, they bought him a sword that whenever he unsheathes it is a horrible deafening noise. What was um, it called? The, the sword, sword of screaming. Sword of screaming. Screaming sword. Um. So Burb is going to unsheath his sword, just barely. He barely pulls his sword out of the sheath, and you hear this deafening <laughs> noise, and it is so loud. It is almost deafening. Burb, first, like, he lets out a kind of a squawk, and he does take one damage. You said this deafening noise that is almost deafening. <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't actually deafen you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a deafening noise. It is almost deafening. Uh, it, is, it is loud, and... Yeah. Your plan does work. The first of all, the two people in the kitchen freak out. You hear them scream. They say, "What? Are, what in the three hells is going on?" Protect the flower. And, and like, real quick, you remember the scene in Jurassic Park, the first one where they're in like the kitchen with the raptors, yeah. and then the girl runs out. Just yeah. that's what I imagine Burb doing at this point. Oh yeah. Uh, so the, they turn and they're running into the bathroom. And by the time and Burb is just like standing there, it's like Burb is in his mind going, "Hold." <laughs> Hold, uh, because he knows that you want the guards to come out. Uh, and so as soon as the, the people who are cleaning up the flower are on their way, the two guards come sprinting into the ba- the kitchen, and they yell, what is going on in here? And the, as the two cooks run by, they say, oh, we don't know! And they all, the four of them, like, sprint into the bathroom where they see Burb. <laughs> and Burb is standing there with his sword, and he, like, sheathes it. And then bolts, <laughs> bolts. He just absolutely bolts and runs, and he he gives himself enough time to where they're not within arm's reach, and he sprints out of the room and flings the door open, and you just see he gives you one last look on the way out the door, like heck yeah, <laughs> and on the way out the door you see him reach back for his sword, and from outside the door you hear wee, and he's, he uh the sound you can hear again like 
what what in the blazes? And you can um, hear more footsteps join him as he uh, runs towards the wall. And you can't see this, but we're about to find out whether he does indeed make it over the wall with his screaming sword. Oh, he makes it over the wall. <laughs> Burb, you, you can't see this, but Burb does like he like he flips his arms up. I said like too many times. He he flips his arms up and his uh, robe sleeves come down, revealing the, his big feathered arms. He puts his, she- his sword back in its scabbard, its sheath, and he like gives a big burst of wind, and he like gracefully like a uh, fox in Super Smash Brothers. Gracefully, one leg. (laughs) Yeah, flies up and over the, uh, up and over the wall, and turns around to look at the guards as he like floats back down on the other side. And he, as as he goes over the the wall, none of you can hear this, but all the guards hear and say, "Come on, friend!" (laughs) As he drops and hits the thing, and uh, he sprints back towards the inner circle. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly that. Uh, he sprints. He's and he sprints back toward the inner circle, but he is smart enough to know that he needs to hide. Uh, so he rolls stealth. He is not very stealthy, but he is able to blend into the crowd. So not a whole lot of people are looking for him. Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, people are still pretty. <laughs> yeah, he pulls the hood up on the way back down, and he kind of blends back into the crowd a little bit. Back in that inner circle, he's looking for you guys. And I just liked the pause before he resheathed the sword. He just headed out screaming, like, right there. And he just... Yeah. <laughs> bolts off. Yeah. Burb had a good... He had a good time with that. He's very thankful. But uh, that's the last you see of Burb for right now. Um, he is... You don't know where he is. He's uh, over in the crowd. Um, so, Jack Law, now that this has occurred, what do you do? Um, I'm gonna go... I heard everybody that I'd seen so far leave, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go back into the kitchen and go to that back door. Okay, so you wanna go back... You're going into the kitchen and then out the west wall of the manor, Mm. back into the courtyard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, peeking first. Is the guard that was there still there? And the guard is not there. He is... They are... They are... Uh, the two cooks are standing, like, with their hands on their hips facing the wall. They're 200 feet away from you. They're far away. They're not looking at you. But the two cooks are standing with their hands on their hips, looking over at the wall, like just shaking their head, like what is going on? Well, there's two guards are sprinting towards the front gate, and um, uh, the other guard is just, he's kind of pacing a little bit, just trying to figure out what just happened. Um, Both the cooks are like, dang, I bet he would have been delicious. Then I'm going to slide up into that door if I can. That door is locked. Uh, Can I... I have, yeah, Thieves' Tool. Can I lock pick a fight? You can lock pick a fight. Okay. Roll to pick a fight. Do I have proficiency with that? So I just I would imagine so. add two to my roll, or is it a modif- or is it like a modifier thing? It will 15 do it. Proficiency with your tools would just be, yeah, there's no other decks or anything, I don't think. Okay. Uh, so, I yeah, 15 like will unlock that door. <clears throat> Sweet. Um, you, so, you, so you quickly stick your lock pick in there, and after a few... Uh, fidgets with there, you hear the tumbles flip over and you open that door and it swings open towards you uh, and you're inside. This corridor is small and rather dark. It is probably probably eight feet wide at its widest. Uh, there is a staircase that goes up and a staircase that goes down. Each of them are not super well lit. This is the exit entrance door or whatever from the back of the kitchen? Yeah, so he went out the kitchen so if you're looking at a map 
He went out the kitchen to the left of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> on the top left corner of the house is a door. I made it. Uh, he went in there, going oh, back toward the east. Into the right. darkly lit corridor that was locked. Yeah. Dope. He picked the lock very handily. Y'all are rolling really well, by the way. Thank that you. Was the, that was the second good roll of the day. Yeah. Uh, so he, you're in this room, and you're standing on a little landing. Uh, a staircase goes up, and a staircase goes down. Um, you can see a door at the top of this staircase, as well as kind of a door at the bottom. Okay, um, I'm just going to go peek through the top one and see what I see up there. Okay. Alright, so you go up that door. That door is also locked. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go check the lower one and see if it's unlocked. That door is also locked. <laughs> then I'm going to try and pick the lower lock. Okay. Wow, they got a lot of rolls. Yeah, we got a lot of rolls. <laughs> That's a 19. Smooth roll. A 19, yeah, you also picked that lock. But what, you realize it actually was unlocked. <laughs> yeah, as you close the door, uh, you... Really, you've sent everything back to normal outside. Uh, there's so inside, you don't feel like you should have anybody looking for you. A lot of confidence. That pit, that lock is easy to pick. Uh, you're down there, and you shoot. You open the door to the basement of the manor. Okay. Uh, and you swing that door open, and you see a lot of things. But before you see a lot of things, back to Arlo and Grim no. at the front of the manor. Oh, the frog just chilling. Yeah, so there, to this scene, there is a giant frog, which is Arlo, who's tur- he's turned into a giant frog. Giant and he toad. Is just giant toad, sunbathing and just enjoying this big pond. Just, so can I just picture up. you just like, just sinking down in there and waddling through there and just enjoying it. Uh, and Grim is, I, however you want to be standing outside, the pretending to be his. <laughs> it's like the mall Always. guy from the Atlantis movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, and so Grim is just standing there, oh, up in there, confidently the wrangler of this frog as he waits for hopefully the constable to come out. Um, and so he does eventually. Uh, you Wait, see, we're not gonna address <coughs> bird screech. Do we not have? Do we not? Is that, that on the opposite a, side or that is a little bit farther away from you? But you do hear that. Okay. You yeah. So you're um. I guess roll perception for me to see if you do hear both of you. I got a 14. Yeah, that's performance. Perception, 8. Okay, so yeah, it's it's very faint for for Frog Boy. You got some water in your ears, but Grim, you do you do clearly hear the sound of the... the I recognize it? Yeah, you recognize the sound of the, the, the uh, screaming sword. Um, and even you do see a glimpse of Bird running out of the house and <coughs> leaping over the wall. Uh, you do see that. Uh, and you also see those two guards sprinting towards you at this point, um, kind of running down the wall, looking over it, trying to see what's going on. Um, they don't really, really pay you any mind uh, until they get close to you and they, they like, stop. They screech to a halt and they say, Whoa! <clears throat> What's going on here? I'm trying to see if the constable wants to buy my frog. Are you supposed to be here or not? Other guards know I'm here. They're searching for the constable now, I assure you. Okay, fine. We, we've got things to take care of. And they sprint past you and go out the front gate, and they're looking for Burb. Um, That's pretty cool. Uh, so, doobly-bobby-tobop. <laughs> I can just see this scene. Like, from, from their perspective, they're doing their job, dull day. Screaming bird guy runs out and jumps over the wall, and there's a giant toad that somebody's trying to sell in the front yard. Yeah, they're definitely suspicious, <coughs> but they got pri- they're prioritizing. Uh, so with a trident on his back too. Is it yep. golden or? 
It's not golden, but it's very shiny steel. I'm imagining it for some reason as very ornate. I don't it know is, yeah. There's definitely carvings in it. There is, it's ornately carved into the the, the pokey parts, but I it's not gold. Stepped into the realm of anime character. <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna be a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> if you get the trident giveaway, also yeah, we should mention it. It seems like this point in every episode, we remember to mention that there is a cleaver giveaway. Follow us on Tank Media Games. There's a pinned tweet at Tank Media Games. Uh, you can learn about how to get the uh, cleaver that Bryce has made uh, for Jack Law. If you're on YouTube, perhaps there's a picture here somewhere. It's possible. I probably possible. won't edit that far in to remember, but it's possible. <laughs> Imagine a picture here somewhere. I'll, I'll try to remember uh, whenever I put in the confetti, con- confetti, confetti for the tenth episode. But at any rate, Grim, you turn to the <coughs> the front awning of the of the constable's manor, and there you behold Ronald Witherbranch himself walking towards you. Ronald Witherbranch is the constable of Lonesome. He is the great power of Lonesome. He is the city, the city you're in is Lonesome, if you're just joining us. Uh, he is the great power. What he says goes. He is the governor of this land, uh, and he is the utmost in this city. And he walks out towards you. He is <clears throat> walking towards you with a, a black staff with kind of a big crystal on the top of it, kind of like a cane, but he doesn't need to walk with a cane. He just has it. Uh, <laughs> He's wearing a royal blue suit, well tailored to his fat body. Uh, he's not fat like Fatty was fat. <laughs> this is a nursery rhyme, uh, but he's like athletically fat, if you know what I mean. Like a kind of like a football coach, like a guy with a big beer gut, but who can also like run the forty yard dash in five and a half seconds or whatever. Athletically um, fat. Immediately, I got sumo wrestler on the mind. Yeah, not that big, not that big, but he's just athletically portly. He's he's a big. Big man. He's, um, his muscle has pushed his fat out. Sure, so makes that him, sounds good. He's very he's very tall. Uh, I won't say he's stately because he has uh, hair that's about shorter length, but it's slicked directly back. Um, I'm picturing in Does Pocahontas. Around his ear? You know, uh, Pocahontas, like the bad guy character. Yeah. If I you remember, you. that's who I'm picturing, sort of, for this what character. What's his name? I do John not remember. Smith. No, John Smith was a good. Guy. John Smith was a good boy. Governor, what he's talking, he's talking about the guy in purple, something silver, maybe. Either Regardless, way. that's who I'm kind of picturing Dude. for this role, just not the armor that he's got on. He's got a blue suit. Does he have a nose too? Uh, okay. it's not that long. His nose, nose is not that long, but his hair is greased and slicked back, and is obviously dyed black. It is, is, is not. It's like obvious and obviously, he's very concerned with his appearance. His white shirt underneath his suit is unbuttoned, and his uh, graying chest hair is poking out of it. Um, and he kind of strolls towards you. And he says, Why, hello there, mister. It's How do you do, sir? <laughs> I do quite well, even better, now that I see this big old toad sitting out in my courtyard. Can you tell me what brings you here today across my walls? Well, uh, the toad is the subject of today's ventures. I, as I explained to the guards, found him... Excuse me, sir. You speak to the constable of Lonesome Ronald Witherbranch. Will you not do me the proper introductions before getting right to business? This is John Goodman. <laughs> you can... He reaches his... He, put, he takes his, like, very ornate... He's also got a big gold chain. Not like a rapper gold chain, but he's got jewelry on. 
uh, and he takes his staff and puts it in his left hand, and he reaches out your right hand, at his right hand, and goes to <laughs> shake right it. <laughs> Give me your right. Um, I reach out and I shake it to say, okay. "You can call me Grim, sir." Grim, you got a last name, Grim? Also, mighty fine handshake, rather firm. Uh, not at the present moment, no. Just Grim for now. Who's Arlo your family, toad. Grim? Do Arlo I know the toad is slowly sinking kind of down into the water. Okay. <laughs> Playfully or frighteningly? <laughs> just kind of sinking down. Like the only thing showing is just the top of his head <laughs> okay. right now. Uh, and uh, Ronald Witherbranch keeps eyeing you a little bit, Arlo. Um, and <laughs> he, uh, he says, yeah, Grim, uh, your family, do I know, are you from around here, Grim? Do I know your family? Do I know him, boy? Grim wouldn't lie. I am from around here, yes. Yes, well, who's your family, son? I want to know who I'm talking to. The Bakers. The Bakers! Oh, Bruna! That's your daddy's name. Yes, yes. sir. Oh, well, it's, it's mighty fine to have you here. I'm, I'm, uh, in your, I have to say, Grim, I'm, I'm a little bit less concerned and a little le- not quite as interested in you. Yes, I am in your frog here. That's perfectly fine. He is the reason, as I said, for me being here. Um, the croak, there's little bubbles coming now, up. Tell me, what is your reason for being here? Well, he has grown quite large, and so I no longer feel I have adequate means to sustain his life. I can't uh-huh. feed him. Um, also, he takes up a large portion of my house. Oh, don't worry. I got room for him. Now I will say that a lot of my a lot of my procurements, a lot of the things that I gather, uh, I do not keep them as pets. I'll keep them downstairs for a while, and uh, if I haven't tasted what they taste like, I'll uh, usually cooked. Of course, I don't eat anything raw. Mm. Not not a man of my stature, uh, but. I just want you to know that if you do give me this toad, he very well may end up mounted in my bedroom. I hope you're not. I hope you're not too attached. Arlo thinks a little lower. <laughs> not particularly. No. It it would help if I if you do end up cooking him. If I could get a little nibble. Oh, yeah, it. very yeah, well. Experience it. I've let, never had frog myself. Let me tell you, Grim, toad, <laughs> giant toad, a little bit gamey, mm. but tasty. Them, I have a great dining room table, and let me, one of those legs would stretch it clean across and not have enough room mm. to sit on there. There'd be toes hanging off the end. It would be delicious. How about this? Instead of me paying you for this, toad, how about I give you an invitation to my party tonight? That could work. What? That is strange. There might be just turning. Yeah, that's a really yeah, big truck. yeah. Strange. There's a strange noise truck. outside. So. Truck of water. Sounds like it's hauling an aquarium or something. Yeah. yeah. So, would you agree to an arrangement like that? I'm not trying to be cheap. I'm just trying to give you something of greater value than gold coin. That is a tempting offer. You said you keep them here. The animals. Could I at least see where he would be staying? Oh, no, no, no. I don't believe I can let you... I don't want to let you get downstairs into my... You know, into my pet room. Uh, it's, it's messy. It's smelly. I'm not averse to messy places. I'm very sorry, Grim. That's kind of... That's, that's a... 
It's, that's, that will be above, above your clearance, my friend. I mean, no disrespect. None taken. No disrespect. I will accept your invitation. Very well, Grim. And he shakes your hand again and he says, Why, thank you. I am truly in love with this toad in a platonic sort of way. Uh, it's I been like, a- look at the look at Gary or not Gary. Um, <laughs> not <Arlo>. a <laughs> in my uh, mini, in, do you want to react to him looking at you? I think okay. <laughs> the only thing sticking up yeah. is just the tops of the eyes right now. Now let me ask you another question about him, Grim. Is he going to be all right if I if I wrap a rope around him and drag him this way? Is he going to fight a little bit? As long as you're gentle, he's he's docile. Oh, we'll certainly, absolutely. We don't we don't want to mistreat him now. I could help you get him into the house at least. Unless oh you no, it from there. that won't be necessary. That won't be necessary. You might as well go on home see your daddy uh, while you're in town, and we will take care of the frog, the the toad from here. Um, but I truly, I truly, I truly appreciate. It's been a long while since I've seen a giant toad. I saw one out on my travels, had a bite to eat. It was delicious, but I've never had one in my home. And I'm very excited that one has plopped right here today. I'm glad I could do you this honor then. But come back for the party this evening. It should be starting here in the next couple hours. Uh, I'll do just that. tell them, I'll tell them you're on the list. Uh, you'll be able to walk right through that gate there. Uh, and if you won't, we'll even have a little carriage ride down from the gate to the front door for you so you can feel like a, a rich man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you being so kind, Grim. We'll see you this evening. Uh, and he turns around and he, like, snaps his fingers at a couple guards there at the front of the house and they come over with a big rope in the net. <coughs> um, and they come over and they, like, start kind of, like, touch you and pull you out of the, the water. Uh, Grim, what are you doing? I'm sorry. Um, I guess I stay and like watch that for a minute and then leave after okay, a while. Yeah. We'll be seeing you, Graham. <clears throat> Toodles. Arlo, how do you handle these I'm, people trying to tie you up? I'm going because that's where I want to go, but I'm I'm not making it easy for them. So. Okay, so you're trying to pull against them? Yeah. That's <laughs> trying to escape more trying to stay in the pond. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Ronald, Ronald uh, Withered Branch, he's looking at you and says, Oh, he's, got, he's a lively one, boys. You're going to have to be careful. Don't hurt him now. Don't hurt him. Don't. Don't hurt him just yet. Uh, just until he gets in the basement. <laughs> oh, poop! Y'all uh, heading my way. <laughs> so uh, they wrap him. They wrap you up, Arlo. They, 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 one of them jumps in the pond and like tries to run a rope under your. He's never your, seen again. Your chest, uh, and they get a rope around you and they uh, start trying to pull you. Y'all good? Yeah. Okay. Even. Um, they, they start trying to pull you out of the pond. Then do you go with them? I was going to say, as a giant toad, I could swallow people, but I don't... I, yeah, I, I don't make it easy, but yeah, I go Okay, with so they, they're dragging you across the pond, and they're not taking you towards the house, actually. They're taking you towards the stables. Uh, Grim, by this time, you're out of the gate, I imagine, and we'll say that by the time you're out of the gate, you're out in the front by the fountain that we decided was on the outside of the gate, like we were out there. Yeah, is that... Is it like raised a bit? Yeah, it's kind of like a place you could sit if you want. I'm gonna sit down and like watch the gate for a minute. Okay, yeah. So you sit down and just at that moment, Burb arrives and sit. He just like (laughs) turns and he sits down next to you, like very pleased with himself. (laughs) Hello, Burb. It's like camera pans out and you just notice that he's there. Yeah, (laughs) Burb takes off his hood and he says, "Come on, friend." But Arlo, uh, they are dragging you not towards the house but across the path to the stables. Uh, and once they get you under the awning of the stable, they start dragging you to the very, 
carry back into the stable towards a very tall patch of hay that is kind of secluded in this stable. And you can't really see this patch of hay from the outside of the stable because of the couple walls that you pass by. Okay. But there's a big patch of uh, hay that they take you to um, in this stable. And Rollo- Is there, like, dragging me and stuff like that? Can I, like, use my arms or legs or something to, like, kind of struggle a little bit? Like, I'm, I'm wanting to make, like, a path. Okay, yeah. Roll so that whoever might be coming behind can of hand, follow. Maybe? Yeah, roll slide of do- slide of frog foot. <laughs> slide of frog. Also, do I see him like? I feel like they're the gonna. It's, I don't think they're thinking of frogs uh, yeah. leaving. Yeah, I'm just like trail. struggling more. I'm just trying to make it obvious. This How about is where instead, I went. let's roll strength because you're just trying to make a mark in the dirt, and I'm I'm with you. They're not gonna be suspicious of a frog trying to cross trouble. I guess. What were you saying, Grim? Like sitting at the the thing, or 14. my intent wasn't to just like leave and True. see him like just not not see him at all, but like. Try and kind of keep an eye on him a yeah. bit. So if sitting out, would I see him like? Pass yeah, you by see the him house? pass by towards the stable. Uh, and Grim, you—I mean Arlo—you do with your frog foot the way you drag, like it's—it's it's a zigzag, but you do kind of leave a, a mark in the turf towards where you're going. And once you get to the stable, the once you get to the stable, the path is a little bit more unclear because it is dirt in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it definitely, you leave a path that drags from that pond to the stable. Uh, and in the back of the stable, Ronald Witherbranch is there, and you hear him say, Well, we certainly got a strong one. We're going to have to replace some of that turf before this evening. Uh, one of you guards get on that. Uh, mm. My stable boy, uh, please, if you don't mind, and this one, the stable boy is actually, when he calls him out, a uh, rather burly, <laughs> like burly man steps out, uh, and he says, um, Yes, sir. And Ronald Witherbranch says, "Now be sure to take my frog, make the, take the toad down to the pet room. Be careful when you're down there, and watch where you look. We don't want another incident like we happened when we first got down there. Sir. Just watch what you look at. Don't talk to nobody. Just put him down there, and come on back up. I've got to go get ready for the party. Can I trust you with this?" And the stable boy says, yes, sir. And uh, that is where we will leave Arlo for now. Boom. Jet Law, back in the house. Yeah. That's Unless, cool. Grim, if you have something that's really cool looking. Want to yeah. show the camera? That is the... Uh, it'll be hard. We can... Yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, type enhance on into the YouTube comments. And it should enhance at this moment. <laughs> Uh, Grim, is there anything you want to do? You're just watching, or what are you um, thinking about doing outside before we go back in the house, I guess? Uh, yeah, I would just stay around there and, and try to watch. Maybe occasionally, like, no, I'll, I'll stay at the fountain and see if um, Jack ever comes out. Yeah, Burb uh, sits beside you, and he, like, leans in close to you, and he says, Jack, <coughs> safe. Now. I was expecting when Burb came out sat beside him. He's like, hey, Burb, how you doing? Burb, too sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wish he was there. So you're saying Jack is safe now, or you are safe? He he nods twice. Uh, he says, Burb, help Jack. Well, good. <laughs> and he does, And you know what? For the sake of it, he does say, too sneaky. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, let's head back into the house. Uh, <coughs> Grim, I assume that you'll be kind of waiting and hanging around there till party time. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, things happen. Take take a while to happen. We'll imagine there's some waiting, and we'll try to get the timeline situated here uh, properly. Uh, Jack Law, you are in the basement. Yeah, sorry, you're in the basement of the uh, the manor, and you just look around. You just open the door, and you're at the very top end of the center of this basement. So again, let's look at it as a drawing from north to south. You're at the top of a rectangle. Um, directly below you, down the middle of this room, leading all the way to a very large, again, archway that seems to lead to like a cave tunnel on the bottom of this room. Down the middle are sets of tables that look to be covered in vegetables, meats, <coughs> and other things that uh, can be gathered. Uh, for food and stuff upstairs. Uh, on the left side of this room, so if you're at the top, we're looking at it flat. On the left side of the room, there is a bunch of crates and barrels looking like supplies. Uh, big whiskey barrels and crates full of foods and meats. Uh, there's a couple that's of... That's on my left or that's on the left of the map if I'm... It, if yeah, I'm we're looking at the map and you're at the top. It's on the left of the map. Okay. So looking down, it'll be on your right. <clears throat> gotcha. Let me know if I'm... And y'all let me know if or anything's unclear. We're good. Uh, so that whole left wall crates and stuff, deer carcasses ready to hanging up a little bit, ready to be uh, 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 harvested. <laughs> uh, so plenty of supplies over there. Int a weird kind of installment on the right side of this room map is there's this like steel box that looks like it's kind of a room within a room. Uh, it's just a, a steel structure, maybe about 20 feet long, 10, 15 feet deep. Uh, not too terribly tall, no windows, but there's a single steel door uh, kind of towards the bottom end of it uh, on the that's facing towards the inside of the room. Um, anybody in the room? The current room you're in, yeah. the basement. There is no one in the room currently. Do I hear I anything? I need to make sure there's the no books. one in the room currently. Excuse me. Let me make sure I find my notes. Notes, notes. No. There is no one in this room. <clears throat> Sweet. Currently. Do I hear anything coming from the box? You don't hear anything coming from the box, no. It's a shut door. I'm a... One more interesting thing. If you're looking at... Really the first thing you probably saw when you open this door directly ahead of you is a real big chest. Looks like a... Not like a... <laughs> <laughs> not like uh, Jack skips down there. Not like anything that holds the food or anything. It looks like this would be a chest where someone <clears> would keep, like a almost like a vault situation. Like we're in the basement. Looks like it would be where they keep some money or whatever. Okay, I'm gonna go the metal boxes before I get to that. No, the metal box. So again, if we're looking at that map, you're at the very top in the center. Mm. At the top on the right corner, that very right corner, top right corner, is the chest. Kind of catty right. corner, looking down diagonally into the room. Midway on the right side of that room map is taking up kind of the middle portion of the right side is that silver box, or steel box. Uh, survival is to check for traps. I can check. Yeah. I feel like it is. Yeah, check for traps. 16. Yeah, you look over... I've never handled this situation before, I guess, but you look over the box, and if you're check, what what kind of traps are you checking for? The mechanical traps. Yeah, I guess there are no mechanical traps on this. You look it over, um, that on the outside there doesn't seem to be anything trappy wise about it. Okay. Do you touch it? Not yet. Okay. 
Can I make another roll to check for runes or magical traps or glyphs or anything? Sure. You, I mean, you you just I guess initially you know whether you touch it or not for this. So your survival roll is good. Okay. Uh, so I don't need to roll again. To no. I didn't see any magical. No, you do touch it though. You bring okay. as you're looking over it. You 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 bring a hand over it, and as you brush your hand over it, it feels funny. And when you put a finger on it, it's real sticky. And when you try to pull your hand off of it, it doesn't feel like it wants your hand to come off. It's a mimic. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Jack Law has to figure that out. I guess have to decide on that. Okay. You gonna die? It's a trap. Get an axe. So can I pull my finger back at all? Yeah, you can. It just did, it felt like your good roll of very gently checking made it to where it what didn't like try to grab. So wait, I don't know it's a mimic. You, it feels very sticky. So I guess you should roll to see how much you know about mimics. What am I rolling? Uh, History, insight, nature, nature, thirteen. Uh, you have a slight tinge where you've in your studies and travels you can remember that there are sometimes things that disguise themselves as other objects and one of the things that they can do is that they're very sticky and a lot of times when one of the things that they do the trap things is that when something reaches into it they try to adhere to it and not let it go can i don't i don't i don't know that um i'm going to disengage okay so you disengage yeah um and you just like stab back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nothing happens. Okay. And then I'm going over to the big metal box. I'm going to give it a rap a tap tap. On the outside of the wall? Yeah. Okay, so you just hear like, doom, doom, doom. Just like. Just like a, yeah, it's a, like a. Okay. It's I'm like a little bit traps you're on knocking that on the wall. Okay. Ooh. Six. You're not aware of any traps. Okay. I'm going to try and open it. Okay. Um. Yeah, that one locked too. <clears throat> Seventeen. Uh, this one that is actually not going to do it for this lock. This Ooh. is a rather intricate lock. So you get in there, and it's a lock that you just don't recognize. It's a manufacturer that you just—it's an odd lock that your lock picks maybe just not be equipped to handle, or um, it's hard to you find don't the tumblers. Anything in with there. The, it's these tools? Strong, it's just a roll plus <laughs> proficiency. <laughs> proficiency. Okay. All right. Is, is there anything? Huh? Was your roll different? No, it was, okay. it was just 17. Uh, is there anything like I can peek into it? Is there like a little hatch on it? Nothing? No, nothing. Okay, nothing. It's completely sealed. Uh, yeah, and you just you weren't able to, to open that lock up. All right, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go back upstairs. I mean, the whole. I guess my thought is when it comes to lock picking, you have time. So if you wanted to try more to pick it, I don't want to say. I, I struggle to know whether, like, if you roll once for lock picking, that's the way you handle this lock forever and ever more. Or whether that's just one attempt. So if you want to attempt again, it's just going to take some more time. I feel like it's going to take a lot to get me more than a 17. Okay. But I'll roll again. Yeah, nope. Yeah, just this lock is struggling. Nope. All right, hold on. There is time passing every time you try this. <laughs> Been there for three days. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just say you try it twice and you just couldn't quite get the, the lock situation done. What you do see, though, in the bottom right corner of this room, Matt, is you see a spiral staircase that leads up. Uh, as well as that door that I said that leads kind of out and into this kind of cave hallway. As well as you have the other way you can go, so I don't know what you see. Do I see anything down that cave hallway? Zibazam Zoo? Um... You do not see anything down that cave hallway. Do I hear anything? Should I roll for that? 
Yeah, you can roll. Perception, sorry. Yep, 18. Wow, uh, yeah, you hear... Lumbering movement. Oh. Uh, you hear... The... The scrape of things against the concrete floor. Uh, you hear... The thud of footsteps a little bit. Uh, you hear a couple growls, but from seemingly from different sources. Um, you can also hear a sweeter sound, which is the melodic humming of an adult woman. Dang. You can hear um, this, like a humming sound, like I'm stealth down there. No. No, I'm not. You can also... Sorry, one last thing that you can hear down that... You can hear a more mechanical scraping sound. Yep. Nope. <laughs> um, I guess this is the point where you decide, is this a recon mission or is this a fix? Yeah, if I go in there, things are going to happen. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go back up the stairs and try that other locked door. Okay. So, the stairs you came in, not the spiral staircase. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you head up there, um, and you you're on the way up, and ah. Uh, you said that door's locked. That door is locked. I'm trying to figure out timing wise whether we want to do Arlo now or not. Um, I'm just gonna peek in if you just want to give me the layout. Yeah, I'll give I you a layout. Then. Sure, absolutely. So you go up that room if and I, pick the lock. Ooh, do I have another chance? I mean, you got time. Yeah, if you want to re-roll again. Maybe that was a nine. That's a eighteen. Yeah, I was like, maybe we can call when you have time to pick a lock. You roll with advantage, like you just have more time to consider it. That'll work. That sounds like a good a good rule. Uh, so, yeah, you pick that lock, and you open the door. <laughs> so there's just, more yeah, there are just points where it's like. I feel. I guess subconsciously, I feel like I've talked so much that surely someone should be talking to me at this point. So I'm like, so tell me what's in the room, Bryce. <laughs> uh, so you big open big chest. You open that door. This open, is obviously uh, Ronald Witherbranch's bedroom. <clears throat> this is obviously the constable's chambers. There are exotic beasts of different makes and kinds, kind of mounted in the top ceilings. He has a big canopy bed. Looks very comfortable. Across the room, in the top ceilings. Yeah. Okay, I'm just wondering. God, there's a lot of words that just happen. <laughs> I truly apologize. Uh, in the very top of this room, uh, in the ceiling, there are those uh, mounted figures. Uh, there are some mirrors on the ceiling. Uh, he drinks champagne on ice. <clears throat> do I see any, like... Am I, do I feel as though I'm lined up with the um, spiral staircase that I saw before? No, 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 no. Uh -uh. Okay, so that's so, not in this room. That spiral... Imagine, again, we're looking at the map of this manor. Uh, and that full rectangle will be the full size of the manor, um, just underneath. So you're currently in the top left. That spiral staircase was in the bottom right. So you really couldn't be farther from that spiral staircase at this point. Okay. Uh, so looking in this, obviously his bedroom, uh, you can see a big canopy bed in there. You can see paintings on the walls. Maybe roll perception to tell me, see what all you see in there. Uh, eight. All right, so I'll just give you the layout of the room. Bed, uh, you see the uh, cross, you can see kind of a tile floor with a bathtub. 
in it. Um, to <coughs> your left, so you're looking into this room to your left is a door which you would imagine leads to that balcony that is above the... You're, you're right above the kitchen is where, you're, where mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine lead, you would imagine leads to that balcony that those stairs went up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's... And there's, there's paintings on the wall. You can see several paintings, one of which looks to be like it could be him and his brother with two parents that do not look particularly wealthy despite the absolute absolute decadence of this room. This room is dripping with wealth. Uh, curtain, fine linen curtains. It is, this is a rich man's bedroom. I, uh... That's it. If you what wanna, will you do? If you want to transfer back over to them, otherwise I'm just going to go back down and check out the spiral staircase. Okay. Uh, I think it is only natural that we should go to Arlo now at this point, despite the timing thing. So, uh, Arlo, Ronald Witherbranch has just said, can I trust you with that? Uh, the guy has said he can't. Ronald says, I got to go get ready for the party. And he heads back towards the manor to walk into the front door, and he leaves the stables. The stable boy grabs the rope. Uh, the two guards that were with you. Uh, yeah. I'd really like to go down to that staircase. <laughs> what? He's got to go get ready for the party. I take it he's going to his bedroom. <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> uh, the, uh, the stable boy grabs your rope. The two guards that were with you help him drag you across. They say, you got this, Christopher. We've already had a Christopher, haven't we? Yep. There can be more than one. There's more than one. It's It's a family. Christopher. Do you have this, Christopher? Christopher says yes. And the two guards go back to their posts. So you're alone with the stable boy. Uh, (laughs) And the stable boy goes to a lever that is on the wall of this room, uh, of this stable room on a wooden wall, and he he looks around quickly, uh, and he pulls the lever. Uh, You are now. uh, One thing that happens is behind you as you're in this room with this big pile of hay. Uh, there's, we'll say there's a wall there. You went in a, a place where there was no wall. The wall now appears behind you. You are now enclosed in this room with hay. The leather brings a wall out of the ground, so you're now enclosed in a room with wood walls with a stable boy and a big pile of hay. The next thing that happens is uh, the floor slides backwards, revealing uh, a metal platform. Uh, the floor with the hay on it slides backwards and kind of out the back side of the stable, like the the pop out part of a of an RV, if you will. And so now you stand uh, as the floor comes out from under you. The stable boy steps off of it, and I imagine you step off the floor as well onto this metal platform, uh, which has kind of a pressurized button underneath, like a lever with a, a foot lever that the stable boy presses his foot down on, and you begin to lower down, down. Down through the ground. The frog Down, down, down into Goblin Town. So, uh, you, what happens now is you come down on this elevator and eventually you, the elevator creaks to a halt. Uh, this would be that mechanical sound that Jack Law heard recently uh, through that cave. Uh, before you now, looking straight ahead, is a very man made corridor, rectangular on all sides. Uh, that goes forward and curves downward in a ramping fashion. So it goes forward and it curves down to the left. Uh, and the stable boy grabs your rope. <coughs> and tell me if you want to do any sort of movements or any sort of characterizations of your character at this point or whatever you want to do. But he tugs on your on your Try. thing. And he, he, he tugs on your rope and he says, Come on, you big toad. Eat him. And you start to pull, try to pull you down this ramp. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm gonna try to eat him. So <laughs> he is a beefy boy. I'm, I'm a big boy too. Okay. Ooh, Let's see. Get him. Try to eat him. <laughs> well, first I have to bite him because if it if it bites, yeah. it grapples him. Basilisk. Yeah. Uh, what is called? Um, that is a seven to so, bite. All right, so he's gonna roll strength to try to keep from is being still, eaten. Does it mm-hmm. like an adult woman? Well, did did the bite actually beat his AC? Oh, uh, with a, like gra- a you said it's a grapple check. No, when when a toad bites, it does damage and stuff like that, and it is grappled. It is a grapple. While it is grappled, I can swallow it if it beats a Constitution save. But Medusa is very powerful. We are not that powerful. So you your bite does not hit. So you, so you go to snap at him, and the stable boy like yanks your rope, and he says, You dumb toad, don't try to bite me. We're trying to get down here to the cages, you dumb toad. I don't say much else. Okay. But I don't make it easy. All right, so yeah, he drags you. I mean, if you want to try again, you can at any time. But he's a little bit, try again. He's a little bit ready. He's a little bit more ready with... 22! I'm going to do... He's, he's wary of you, so I'm going to impose disadvantage. Like, he's wary of you as a toad now. So prepare. But... Eight. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, so you do try so one more time on the way down the ramp, and you try to like snap at him again, but the rope is just too much, and and he uh, is able to kind of get out of the way and pull your head just just enough to not get bit by you. Um, so he pulls you down into this very large room. The the corridor that you're going down opens up into a very large. Um, okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting a phone call from my wife, so hold on just a second. Let's pause for a moment. Pause. Clap it up. Okay, so the last thing that I said was you can't, excuse me from for that cut, uh, when the wife calls, you must answer. This if is call, true. If she calls more than once, certainly. <laughs> um, so, you open up into this this room. Uh, and it is again we'll do it from the room map situation so you are coming into the top of this room Um, imagine a a long horizontal rectangle of a room you are entering kind of in the top right corner a little bit Uh, so you come down looking into the room so you come down to the room you look to the right where most of the room opens up and you're in a room full of cages uh, there are cages that line the walls all down to the right. You can also see a staircase uh, that kind of is like a delta. It kind of fans out from the wall that you're on, but not out of the corridor you're coming from. Uh, a little bit down that same wall is a staircase that leads up into kind of a cave hallway. Uh, but this room is lined with cages. Um, and in those cages, you see a large beast that looks like a big, thick lizard with kind of red spikes on his back. He looks very formidable. Um, he's in one of the larger cages and another cage is an owl bear, another very large creature uh, and then one other cage there is uh, an uh, ankeg or an onkeg which is a big like stony looking praying mantis type creature that's very tall and, and very very scary looking but also in one of the cages you see a family of four uh, and they're <clears throat> they look scary looking too? they do not, they okay. look very they look calm um but sad that they're in a cage uh they're not talking right now the only sound that they're emitting is the the father is uh sitting towards the back of the cave on this on the ground next to what can only be assumed as his son who is a little bit uh bigger than him but much younger and then there's a little girl being held by an adult woman and the woman is rocking her back and forth and just humming kind of a sweet song to her trying to calm her down 
And in the center of this room as well, there is a statue of what looks like a guard who is very afraid and putting his hands out um, towards the creature. Uh, the big scary blue with red spite lizard creature. Uh, <clears throat> and that is what you see in this room as the man drags you to a cage. Um, and he tries to put you in a cage, tries to push you in one of those cages. I'll try to bite him again. Okay, one more bite. I'll try. Nine twenty one. <clears throat> okay. So again it's, a, it's he just he's got your number <laughs> with this rope. He has just got your phone number. And whenever Gotta you, make it realistic. Absolutely, yeah, you're trying to bite him. And just there's just for some reason he's just able to you're a big frog, maybe it's kind of a weird thing to be a big frog and it's Ooh. it's a little bit hard to get a hold of him, but he's also more has more movement capable of getting out of your way. Uh, and he is able to. Do you press? Like, do you try to force out of this cage, or do you try to keep from him putting you in? Yeah, naturally, yeah. Okay, so I guess we just ought to do combat then with okay. you and the. So we're gonna roll initiative real quick uh, between you and the. Um, Would it just be like a strength check, or? Um. Well, at this point, you try to bite him three times. He's getting pretty upset, and so okay. he's gonna. We're gonna just go into a combat scenario to try to. So you're net twenty for. Uh, um, initiative. Mm-hmm. Nice. So why can't it be? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> On any other roll, <laughs> a nat twenty. All right. So you obviously go first unless he rolls a nat twenty, which he does not. Um, <clears throat> okay. So the first thing you do, we'll imagine there's a cage. You are between him and the cage, uh, and he is trying <coughs> to push you, and you are right in his space. So what do you try to do? Can I try to jump at him? Just try to get past him. Go past him. Certainly, you'll if you want to go around him. That'll just be an opportunity attack on his part. You can jump over him, or well, I've got like a. He does have it? a hand on your your. Rope. Oh yeah, he's like restraining me or something. Okay, I'll just try to bite him again. More. Okay, uh, eighteen. That will hit. Woo! Uh, the bite will definitely hit him. So how much damage do we do with a bite? Uh, a toad bite. Seven piercing damage plus five poison damage. Toad got sharp teeth. <laughs> and he is grappled. I think that's the average though. So I think you need to you may roll still it? roll. Yeah, I probably should roll it. Okay. So it's 1d10 plus 2. 16 damage. God, giant toads. That's with the poison. With the poison? Yeah, 16 damage. And then you do a grapple, right? And he is grappled. Okay. Confirm grapple, no roll. Yeah, and and, and is grappled. Can you swallow him? Uh, DC of 13. Yep. I roll against that. Wait, I can't roll against that because he's dead. You swallow him. You yep. If the attack hits, the target is swallowed and the grapple ends. So I, he's grappled like I'm holding on to him. He's in my mouth. I can choose to like swallow him. Okay, so your bite was enough. I mean, he's like he doesn't have armor on. He's just a stable boy. Uh, but little did he know this would be his last day <laughs> because uh, he tries to push you in the cage. You turn around and bite his head off and swallow the rest of him. Uh, the stable boy, as he does that, he's like shouts, "No!" Leave no evidence. Gir- you, he, yeah, he gurgles in your stomach, and you've just swallowed a stable boy. Does the family react? <laughs> oh yeah, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, can they see this, or are they like down the row or something? Yeah, the 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 woman takes her do- her daughter and like c- like keeps her from seeing this fact. Uh, the younger son is kind of presses him against the press himself against the cage. Uh, and the father says, Oh my word! Cool. That's what he says. Right. He says, Don't let uh, people by accident. The father, <laughs> the father does shout, Don't look, Justine! 
Don't you dare. And then uh, the, the wife does say, I've got her, I've got her. And there's nobody else in this room. That's, that's it. They're the only Justin. ones in the room. Okay, I want to... Okay. Just looking around, do I notice like if there's any keys anywhere? Do the stable boy dropping the keys? Uh, roll perception, I guess, for that one. You have plenty of time, so I guess you could probably roll with advantage on that. Eighteen. Well, you got plenty. Uh, yeah. So on the the there are no keys, but you do see on the wall, um, <clears throat> there are, are in front of each cage. There you can see that they have some. <clears throat> markings and stuff that lead back to the walls mm-hmm. uh, towards that staircase that I told you about earlier. So at the top end of this room where that staircase goes out on the on a wall up there, there's a bunch of levers okay. uh, that seem to go correspond with each of these cages. Alright. I want to hop over there and be my regular Argo self again. Okay, so are you trying to conceal yourself from the family? Before turning back or not? No, I'm just wanting to try to get over there. Because it's like, is it like from here to the post? Or is it from like here to like, you know, the other side of the football field? Um, From you, it's probably 30 feet to get over. Or probably 40 feet to get over to this lever. Okay. Well, I just want to make it that way then. Yeah, you're no longer in combat. You're okay. eating the guy. <laughs> He's good. Stay yeah, there. and so while the while you eat the guy, the other, the owlbear and the onkeg... And the <clears throat> the other thing, the big creature, is uh, like uh, bouncing or I should I, I don't know. It like they're bou- they're moving in their cages, like <laughs> roaring and like slamming against the wall after seeing you do that. Cool. Um, and you turn back into Arlo. Can I can I tell which one is the one that's going to unlock theirs? Because um, you said there's like it's like a diagram kind of thing. Roll for it. Yeah, I guess roll. No, you can't. There's like lines on the wall. It's kind of a map. Yeah, that's what I was. See. Okay, all right. So, yeah. Um. All right. They're how far away they're from me? Who? The family. Oh, they're not. I mean, probably another fifty feet, just in a different direction. Cool. Now that you're at the wall, so you you want to pull the lever? Yeah. Well, before I do that, I wanted to tell them, hey, y'all, I'm gonna open this thing, but don't look toward the cages. There's a thing in there. Okay. Whenever you told, whenever you turn into Arlo yourself, mm-hmm. and you begin to speak, they all gasp and say, what is, what are you? Deal with it. Just deal with it. I'm going to open the door. <laughs> Don't look over toward the other critters. You just ate a man. Why are yeah. you letting us out? Well, I've been looking for you. I'm from the uh, Lonesome Investigative Department. So, we've we've come to find you. You work for, for Director Bach. Yes. This is the fa- This is uh, the father speaking. Yes, he sent us to find you. I'm gonna s- open the cage. <laughs> Don't s- look toward the other cages. There's oh yes, we know, we know not to look over there. Uh, I'm suspicious, and worried. And we're going to cut back to... Uh, all this stuff took a little while. The exploration of the house, the uh, getting down in there, it took a little while. It probably hasn't been a few hours, but the party is starting to happen. Uh, the, the, the guests are beginning to arrive, uh, and the constable is back in his, his house, um, <clears throat> or whatever. God, it's cars. Hello. But the, uh, the party, the guests are beginning to arrive. The gate is opening, carriages are coming in. Grim, uh, if you are still waiting out there, you and Burb are waiting. 
the carriages are beginning to come inside. The guards, guards are vetting people, letting them in. Um, it's still daylight, but the sun is going down. Uh, and it's certainly early in the party time, but the early arrivers are definitely getting there. I'll make my way there. All right, so you step um, to the I, gate. Well, as I, as I stand up, I say, um, Burb, you should probably wait here. They might recognize you. Not come on, friend. It might be dangerous for you to come on, friend, this time. Um, I will, the choice is ultimately yours, but... Burb says... What do? Hmm. I mean, <laughs> you can wait here for us. We'll return. Burb, wait. Okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, Burb I, stays and waits. I walk off. He, Burb is just <laughs> like, just chilling on that fountain. <laughs> He's a, Burb is Burb is, is you're learning that like if you tell him to do something he he will he will do his best <laughs> to do that and only that. Uh, so you uh, make a way to the gate. I turn back around and just be careful. If it looks dangerous, hide. Okay, he responds back to you. Be careful. Okay, and then I go towards the thing. Cool. Sweet <laughs> simple burb. Mm. Oh, simple burb. Be a simple. Kind of bird. <laughs> I'm sorry, you go to the gate. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. I'm here for the party. No, I ain't leaving until they throw me out. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. You were the man here with the frog earlier. I was, yes. Are you on the list? Uh, yes, Grim. He checks and he says, Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because of the. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Come on in. Welcome. In. Enjoy the party. Thank you. Okay, so you head down the path? I immediately go towards the safe. <laughs> okay. Uh, Grim is not a party goer. He doesn't care. He right. saw Arlo go toward the... All right. Here again. With I am party man. I am here to party. <laughs> I am party man. Come from the party man. Watch me party. Um, let's see here real quick. Gotta get some papers settled. And... Um, Zenith, they're going to, I guess, disadvantage. Yeah, they're going to, as you walk past and you go directly to the stables, they're going to turn and say, Sir, party is toward the house. You shouldn't be going to the stables. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just go toward the house. You turn go toward the house. Um, okay. Thank you, sir. Once a... Is, should I roll perception to see what's going on? What's up with the people? Are you are you at the house now? Okay. I'm walking to the house because it's, it's like 200 feet, right? Yeah, you've got some time. Um, yeah, so I want to see if there's anybody around. Around your current just, location? Yeah, just around the... Like, how how are the people set up? Is there a lot of people watching this area? Because okay. I'm, I'm going to try again to go to yeah. the stables. Sure. Roll it up, yeah. Uh, I got a... Yeah, I mean, when you look around, there are definitely guards still patrolling the area. Like, it's likely that you're not going to just be able to walk towards that stable without someone seeing you do it. Uh, but there are carriages moving down the thing kind of past you all the time and dropping people off at the at the front door of the manor uh, with, with growing frequency. Uh, and the guards are kind of, even at the front, looking back and back and forward as they let people in. So this is a pretty high traffic area. Mm. All right, I'll make my way inside. Okay, cool. <clears throat> All right, you make your way indoors, and you enter the foyer of the Great Manor. 
uh, in this room, uh, again, we'll do the kind of picture the room map of the, you're coming into the bottom of a square. You got the um, steps going up. Uh, you're not looking at the dining room yet. You're in the foyer. So two, yeah, we're about to, we're about to shut it down. So to your right and to your left are immediately as you come in, there are steps that go up and into the top level, but you can't see where they go. They eventually go into the ceiling, but the ceilings here are kind of high. Towards the back of the room, in each back corner from where you walk in is, are, is a fireplace. Uh, to your left, you see a great opening that leads to a very uh, well-stocked library. To your right, you see a door that is shut um, and a little kind of marquee that sign, sign set that says, Constable, study, please keep out. Um, and this room is full of people. But uh, we'll keep your perception roll of 15. When you walk in, you see a man that you recognize at the fireplace. Uh, and he turns around as you walk in the door. And he says, Well, hello, son. What are you doing here? Bum, and, bum, that, bum. and that is where we end today's episode of Dungeon Boys. Thank you so much for watching this show or listening to this show on iTunes. If you are listening on iTunes, please be sure to leave us a review. Uh, check and subscribe <coughs> to the, the, the podcast. Yep. Do that. Share us with your friends if you like us. I think we're really getting into a groove. We always get into a groove on that third episode at least. Yeah. I mean, somebody is squealing out of here. About uh, get in the groove. But thank you so much for being here for this show. Uh, it's ten episodes down. We're going to probably try to do in our next episode to do a kind of a recap of the story so far to get everybody up to date if they want to jump in. Uh, again, thank you for watching. And if you, like I said at the beginning, if you feel like you have an extra $5 or $1 or how many dollars you want to, uh, and you want to toss that our way to try to help our help us make our show better, maybe move towards some better equipment or better setting or whatever. That could uh, feed us for a week. Definitely. Uh, go head on over to patreon.com slash tankmedianetwork and you can see our goals and tiers and everything. But without further ado, we love you very much.